Just a little side note before today's episode release. We had a few technical difficulties. We are aware of them. Proceed, carry on, football, baby. Exciting episode of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dustin Blanton, along with my co-host, Travis Masterson. Travis, we got a super flex mock draft on the docket today. How are you doing, my friend? Football, baby. We got a real game tonight. Yes, it's preseason. It is the Hall of Fame game. We will be watching. We will be watching people tackle each other and throw the ball around. Hopefully, it's as exciting as I'm wanting it to be. It probably won't be, but it's better than yesterday, and it's better than the day before, so I'm excited. I'm more excited for the mock draft. Obviously, that's one of my favorite things, but live football makes for a great Thursday night. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely be a welcome change to the regular routine of watching like TV shows I have no interest in keeping up with. Like we started watching, uh, we started watching House. Uh, I started watching House again. Old school. Um, old school. Yeah, started watching House. Um, they, it's, it's something, but yeah, it, it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to getting into. I can't wait to watch a whole bunch of people I've never heard of play football. Um, who do wow, you? CD Lamb would think? be so offended if he heard this. It, it, CD Lamb is not <laughs> There's no way. He's not going to get a single snap. Don't you get my hopes up. Like We're I think watching the, just in case. The biggest star tonight is going to be Mason Rudolph. Tony Pollard. Like, yeah, maybe. I, he might not even play. Like it, and In the second half, there's not going to be a single player I've heard of. Like, my awesome. man Siwo well, from TCU. RB4, I think, to, for the we're Cowboys. We're watching... We're going to be watching future car salesmen play football is what we're doing. Wow. I'm excited. The disrespect for professional football players that just came yeah, out. Don't get me mind. wrong. Like, th- look, you have, to, you have to be honest with yourself when you're watching these games early in the preseason, like especially the Hall of Fame game where it's like a pseudo preseason game. You, you're watching future, you know, teachers. You're watching future high school coaches you're watching barbers play these guys are in really good shape and they're you know the you don't want to play like park football with these guys they're not probably a, a good amount of them aren't going to make an nfl roster they're going to have like, a hell that's of a okay. story to tell that's okay exactly they're like i played in the hall of fame game it's like okay grandpa go sit down <laughs> <laughs> all right well after this uh after the game tonight Speaking of show recommendations, I highly recommend The Night Manager. The Night Manager. Have you seen that? Okay. It's on Amazon I have Prime. Not. It's Ooh, 10 you know, episodes. We have been watching Ted it's Lasso. Unbelievable. Yeah, Ted Lasso's a hit right now. We have been watching I, I'm that. all in my, on it. My girlfriend's got me into that. You know, it's football ish related, depending on where you're from. And <laughs> are you, for, are you through actually, the first uh, season? Yes, we're into the second season. There you it's go. It's so hard not to like that. I don't know. He's don't contagiously know can, happy. It's so good. And gosh darn it, I, I just I need some. <laughs> I have so, no shame crying to Ted Lasso. No, just the sports fan not. in me seeing what he's doing and the ripple effect of 
who he is is awesome. Yeah. yeah it makes you want to be a better person. For sure. It's what I thought John Gruden was going to be, and it, it didn't happen at all. So we're here. We're on Sleeper, the Superflex draft. And speaking of in terms of where we're at, in terms of where we're sitting in the draft order, you picked the second pick. I'm all the way down at 11. Kind of got both ends of the spectrum here. I'm not going to get any any running backs probably here. That's okay. That's okay. Where do you like to be in a super flex draft? Where's your preference? Because I do have I some mean, friends. Um, I've got a friend, Greg. They do a 10-event mini Olympics, and it is what? physical activity. It is drinking games. It is two weeks long and it is to decide based on where you finish in the Olympics. So each event is worth a certain amount of points. One through 12. It's amazing. It is the coolest thing I've heard. And one through 12, where you finish each event after the 10 events, your total points decide which order you get to pick which spot you want in the draft. So if I finished first in the Olympics, I get to say, all right, I'm going to take the one, nine if there's a certain strategy that i want sure so yeah. you it's not necessarily you get the first pick um in the draft you get to pick where you want to go so where would you like to go if you won those mini olympics in a super flex where would you start you know i like to be at the end of the draft um i really uh, i think because you can diagnose some trends you can like if i see that you know wide receivers aren't going i can take a couple wide receivers if I see that maybe running backs have been going too heavy, um, you know, I can, I can kind of pivot. So, yeah, I'd, I like to be at the end, end of, ends of draft. So, 11, 12, I'm okay with. I mean, honestly, really, I, I hate saying anywhere, but, like, put me in, in the middle and I'm kind of on edge because, like, you kind of have to play the ADP game, kind of guess, whereas if you see tiers of guys ahead of you and be like, okay, these are the guys that I want. You just go grab your guys because then it's less about this guy is going to fall here and more of a who do I like in these ranges. It feels better uh, to me. Yeah, I think something that you said in the last mock draft that I still remember, uh, shockingly, is if you're in the middle of a draft, you don't really get to dictate what run is going on, whether it's yeah. the start of a running back run, quarterback run, tight end run. You kind of right. have to go with the flow, whereas if you're on one end or the other, you can either start that or watch it play out knowing that you've got right. two of those next picks. So, yeah, I think either end is good, and I, I also yeah. do prefer to be on the backside. Uh, you have more it feels like, I mean, It feels like after this first pick, it's not just the long wait. It's that I'm always playing catch-up because now you've got two, and so you're covered right. at two different positions with an elite player if you want to be. And I'm kind of forced right. to take what the draft gives me, even right out of the gate at the three four turn, or at the two three turn. You can kind of, you can kind of one, yeah. You you take two more people out of that positional, I guess, area. But also, like if you want to get running backs real quick, you can, you know, in the first and second, boom boom, you get two running backs that are close together, and then you get wide receiver or something like that. I, yeah, I don't hate the, it. Your comfort level is cool because you get to, like you said, if you go running back, running back, and that's really what you wanted to do. You don't have to take one for a while, whereas when it comes back at that 2 11 3 2, 
it's kind of iffy. If you do take the risk of not going a second running back with one of those two, then you're waiting right. for the fourth, fifth round. It's like, I, I do like being yeah. at the back. If you got a choice, if you have an Olympic type deal or whatever your, your league settings are to where if you get to pick, cause there are, I have a few friends actually, they do it different ways, but that's not the only one where you get to pick where you want to go. So well, anyway, hey, man, let's, let's do this thing. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. You're at the two. I'm at the 11. Let's start it off. And Derek Henry what? going 101. What, what is going on? I don't know what I just saw. All right. So starting it off with We've a got a Titans fan. Bang. And you're on the clock. What are you thinking here? You going quarterback early? In a super flex, I think it's an easy decision to go a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Makes but sense. In a couple of super flex mocks that I've done over the last few weeks, I have been shocked by how many quarterbacks you would think, oh, quarterbacks are going to go so fast. For a little sure. while, they do. And then there's a, a five or six round stretch where people are filling up the rest of the roster and guys like Darnold, mm-hmm. Cousins, the Derek Carrs, they're all still there. So, yeah, I yeah. would like to get a bona fide star if I don't do a top quarterback here. There's no chance my, of me getting one. Right. Right. My philosophy kind of, if, especially in a super flex, where at the, the quarterback position, you, you want consistency because they put up more points. Yeah. And for the, the, the one quarterback leagues, you're really just looking for upside because the bigger advantage that you're going to have is a rushing quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have a, a the one position, like you, we talk about, you know, like positional advantage of a tight end. You know, you want one of the top three tight ends because what do they give you over the other tight ends? They're kind of like wide receivers. It's like an, adding an additional wide receiver. Well, in a one right. quarterback league, adding a rushing quarterback is almost like having another running back. Yeah. You know, so in the two quarterback league like this or a super flex league, you're going to start two quarterbacks. You don't necessarily have to, but in this league, you, you give yourself a leg up by just having consistent quarterback play, you don't need to light the world on fire. Um, but you're also I'm gonna kind experiment of, with it. Yeah, let's I want I'm in the spirit, to see what you do. In the spirit of Derrick Henry being the one oh one in this mock, I'm gonna right. go ahead and go Christian McCaffrey. DeMarco Murray. DeMarco right. Murray. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I'm gonna go Christian McCaffrey and see what happens at the two three turn for me at quarterback. Because I haven't done that okay. yet. I always so go gonna... a Mahomes or Murray here. You're putting quarterback off until the end of the second. I'm interested to see how that goes. Yep, Put it on the see. board, man. Kamara off the board. Cook. Okay, this is kind of looking like your normal. Wow, Tyreek Hill going in the top five. A lot of teams are doing what I did. I am not shocked. Okay, Kelsey goes right before me. And Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones staring me in the face. Okay, there's some guys here that I really like. This, you um, have an awesome choice here. I do have an awesome choice because, I mean, I've got two picks, of course, in between my next, my next pick. I, so obviously running back heavy in the first round. You didn't see the wide receivers you normally see go off the board. Literally, other than Tyreek Hill, all of the rest of the wide receivers are still on the board for me. I normally have been going Kelsey a lot in the first round because I, I'm super interested in that advantage. He should be there in a super flex league too at the, uh, 10 or 11 yeah. spot at the end of the at the end of the first round yeah Kelsey. Go, we're, we're never going to do a draft in a super flex where 
you're not going to see a Mahomes or Josh Allen or Kyler going in the first. No way. Right. No, uh, I think, though, I'm going to have to go. Obviously, I'm thinking running back. Um, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler there. Boy, oh, boy, I have been really wanting to pull the trigger on Najee Harris. Especially Over Jones the, and Eckler. I mean, oh, man, just the, the volume he's going to see. Uh, it, it makes me happy. I, I don't, ah, man, it's tough. I think though, just, just for the sake of this draft, um, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Austin Eckler, maybe. I love it. I want to break this down. I want to break down kind of what I'm thinking because Aaron Jones probably is going to see some touchdown regression. The dude is so good, not going to be on the high-powered offense, whereas Austin Eckler, same scenario. Um, wide receiver, I, I know I can get wide receiver late in the draft. If I don't go wide receiver with my next pick, I'll probably go quarterback. So, yeah, here I'm going to go. I'm going to go Eckler, see, see how it feels, and we're going we're gonna to roll with it. So, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, go to Team 12. Aaron Jones. Everybody's with, waiting on quarterback in a super flex league. In a super flex league. Well, because the positional advantage, of course, you have to start in this league. You have to start two running backs and three wide receivers. You also have to start two quarterbacks. So yeah. I have my, you don't my have running to. back. You don't have to. But you you don't have to. You don't have to start quarterbacks. But if you want to win, you have to. For <laughs> sure. I think the positional advantage that a quarterback would give you, and then, of course, think i can go i think i can go patrick mahomes here yeah you're gonna feel Look, good with that i would feel good i don't know when kyler murray's gonna go off the board i mean usually in a regular standard league he's going in the, the fourth round fifth round so i think patrick mahomes here you know what yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go it's patrick mahomes in the second round of a super flex draft Najee harris goes right after that of course, we're going to have some running backs. Oh, my wider, God. A lot of wide receivers coming off the board. Metcalf, Jefferson, Hopkins, and A.J. Brown coming off the board. You've still got a decent selection here, though, Travis. You've got Calvin Ridley, Antonio Gibson staring you in the face to partner with Christian McCaffrey. Who are you thinking? Because I'm not seeing any quarterbacks on anywhere near here, and it kind of baffles me. Yeah, I am going to go with... Kyler Murray here. All right. I know that he'll be there on the way back, but I want to just make sure and kind of pretend this is not uh, a computer picking here. Let's go ahead and get Kyler to go with McCaffrey. And then if I I need to go running back to start the third. What can I do to keep you from drafting Kyler? Is there something? (laughs) Is there anything Uh, I can do? Yeah, trade me Mahomes one for one. I don't think I'm going to do that. Do you love okay. Kyler Murray? Why did you pick I Mahomes do over Ky- Murray? Because, you know, I don't ever get Mahomes, and I know you love Mahomes. I was thinking, again, I'm thinking He wouldn't have made Kyler, it to me. I'm thinking Kyler Murray is falling. But, again, this is so weird. In a super flex draft, like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe my process is just that far off. But now, that's why we do it because I I was fully expecting as we've seen in our superflex leagues that I've already really drafted. Sure, quarterbacks 80, go fast. His ADP is just 
way down there in super flex he's at 40 like how how i'm actually i'm gonna go i'm not gonna go now that we talk about it a little bit more i think with all the guys still here if team one does go kyler murray i'm fine with josh allen to start the third i'm gonna go calvin ridley here I just it. think he's like, a top five receiver. I think you're. I think Kyler's going to be there just based on where ADPs are. Let's go, Calvin, and see what happens. Do it. So McCaffrey and Calvin Ridley. There goes Gibson, Gibson. and Michael. Michael Thomas. That won't happen. That's not gonna happen. He has. So if they no would have gone receiver, they would have gone Keenan Allen right there. Okay. They would have gone Gibson and Keenan Allen if that was their plan position wise. Sure, but here you're still thinking Kyler Murray, or are you still are you looking at Josh Allen? Um, I mean, really, I could, I, I can't really blame you on either one of those guys. If I, I wasn't gonna of, go quarterback, I would go running back, and it would be Clyde Edwards, or I would go Darren Waller here. I think he's a huge difference maker. Obviously, you that's know, not a, a shocking at the hot running take. Back here, so, I think it's Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, DeAndre Swift, and there's a big kind of chasm between them and Josh Jacobs. I honestly. I would probably take Swift if it were me, but I'm going to go Kyler. Six and one half a dozen in the other. Go ahead. Absolutely break my heart. That's fine. We're still friends. I'm going to go Kyler, and I think you'll be happy if Darren Waller were to fall to you here at the end of the third. Okay, you got Waller off a few picks later. Wow, this is just, this is blowing my mind a little bit. Because Josh Allen is staring me in the face. A Mahomes Allen Eckler trio is really nice. That would never, I, ever, ever happen. But for the sake of what's happening in real life, right in this, in this draft, mock, it's beautiful. Done, messed up. Holy cow! This is incredible. I'm gonna partner Patrick Mahomes with Josh Allen, and then I don't have to worry about quarterback for the rest of the draft. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen here. Terry McLaurin and Julio Jones go off the board, and my first wide receiver that I'm going to take. Oh, uh, your boy. We, we just scroll we on just, down there. We just had a guy here. Uh, we just had a guy. He's gonna have a huge game just tonight. Had, yeah, we yeah we, we've got a we've got a guy here. Uh, huge I mean, game, huge game in the Hall of Fame game huge, for this guy. Yeah, huge Hall of Fame game. This is what he's worked his whole career for to play in this game all right so just so you guys know who i'm looking at so mike evans is at the top of my my board right now um so if i wanted to go running back david montgomery's there still an option because i have to wait another almost two rounds to draft so i i could go david montgomery here um you know definitely you're gonna have to have running back and i i'm thinking about which position is more replaceable, you know, C.D. Lamb, is it, you know, David Montgomery? Again, production kind of falls off after David Montgomery. I didn't see him previously. Looking at what running backs are kind of left, after Montgomery and Chris Carson, it kind of falls down to, you know, Darrell Henderson. I might be looking at uh, Mike Davis as my RB2. You're surprising me here with what you're talking about. I thought this was a done deal. You think it's C.D. Lamb, huh? Yeah, I did. CD Lamb's nice. CD Lamb is definitely up there. I like that offense. What you're saying makes perfect sense, though, as to why you would go Montgomery. I love that pick too. 
I mean, looking at the guys that I could get when it comes back to my turn again, I'd probably be looking at the Deontay Johnson. I'd probably be looking at T. Higgins, you know, possibly Chase Claypool. I wouldn't hate it, but I don't think I want them as my wide receiver one, so I think I am going to go C.D. Lamb here over oh. D.J. Moore, over Chris Godwin, and then I can hammer, you know, running back wide receiver throughout the rest of the draft. So C.D. Lamb, It's fun to go welcome. with your favorites. It is. And you know what? It's not like he's not going to produce. I think he is going to be the number one on that team as we discussed in our most recent wide receiver trio part two episode go ahead and check it out so mike evans goes right after my pick mari cooper is of course off the board as well godwin and lamar jackson fell and went off the board as well who are you looking at here with your next pick you've got kyler murray calvin ridley and christian mccaffrey so far and also the corpse of my fantasy hopes once you took my favorite quarterback so talk to us about what you're thinking i could really go any direction here um i've got i've obviously talked about in our first four episodes probably too much but i don't know that that's such a thing when i'm talking about the rams receivers or stafford or higby because they're my favorites this year i love cooper cup and robert woods here and that would be a great pair with Ridley. I've done that in a previous mock. I think that was our, our uh, second episode mock I did. Wow, Cooper you would Cup stack and the, the Falcons offense. Are we expecting a, a lot out of them? I mean, don't get me wrong. No, no, I, I don't go think around. I'm going to go. I don't think I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. I think I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup here over Robert Woods. I mean, yep. you've got guys like Thiel and Mark Chase. I mean, I love that's, Woods. that's actually... I, they're decent. both the same player for me at this point. And I've I've got Woods in so many different leagues. I'm confident in both of them. Sure. Um something about the name Cooper Cup though, just if I can pair him with Stafford later, I'm very excited with that. We'll see if I can get that at the next turn. But yeah, I'm gonna go see, Cooper Cup to pair here falls. with Ridley. So Cooper Cup hits and DJ Moore go right at four twelve five one staring you in the face again some of the guys you just talked about what you thinking now man well i would go quarterback here if the other teams in this mock draft were showing that that was important to them but they haven't yet maybe that this is the next stretch here in the five six where they're going to start to go like crazy Sure, we've talked about a lot of that looking at your draft board in our previous mock drafts, seeing the needs, seeing what positions the other teams have kind of neglected. I just noticed that one team has four running backs, and that is very bold. <laughs> He's That team's probably going to go, again, nothing surprises me. When you're team 6 and Team 12 it. are going to make some deals. Team 12 has four receivers, no running backs. And sure. Team Six I mean, has four running could, backs, no receivers. They could hammer the the position, of course, but you're also probably looking at a quarterback or a wide receiver coming off there. So choose accordingly. You've got Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert still on the board. I feel like you yep. could even wait longer and get a, a still very talented quarterback in Aaron Rodgers and you know Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence. There's some questions with Jalen Hurts. You know, Deshaun Watson coming to the Eagles playing this year. 
A lot of rumors about the Eagles and Deshaun Watson going on. Rumors right now. are fun, but ruin ruin your draft strategy. Yeah, I'm not going to draft based on that fact. I can't touch Hurts now because you could draft right. a guy trying to get upside and just burn a pick. So I mean, I'm going like go to go Robert Woods here wow, and stack, stack the Rams receivers with Calvin Ridley. Christian McCaffrey is kind of a two running back in one guy. And I'm not crazy about Kareem Hunt and Gaskin. I think they're fine in the fifth round. They're good value guys. But for what I'm wanting to do, which is get Stafford at the next turn, I'm going to go Woods here and hopefully get all three of them and see what all happens. Right. I'm, I'm well, all in on the Rams. I wasn't planning on drafting Matt Stafford, but it looks like I'm <laughs> going to have to here. All As right, a third so quarterback. <laughs> Herbert and Russell Wilson coming off the board. Hawkinson and Andrews falling off as well. I am happy-ish with the guys that have fallen to me. Um, happy-ish is a good way to put it because I, I'm needing, I need a, a wide receiver and I need another running back. Looking at the wide receivers, you've got Deontay Johnson, you've got you Odell Brandon Ayuk is there um I'm kind of I'm a little bit in on on Chase Claypool um yep. I kind of like his upside a little bit more um than Deontay Johnson Deontay Johnson don't get me wrong especially in a PPR league going to eat but I think with CD Lamb getting the volume I don't think I'm necessarily going to go wrong with Deontay Johnson if I pick him but liking the boom side of Chase Claypool and the amount of targets. Claypool and CeeDee Lamb, is, uh, that's a pretty high ceiling there. Yeah, it's, it's solid. I mean, look at the offenses. It's the number one and number two passing offenses in terms of volume last year. I, I really don't think I, I, would, I would miss out on a ton. Running backs-wise, Miles Gaskin is sitting there. Javante Williams, Mike Davis I mentioned. I think I'm going to go Miles Gaskin first just because I see him as in a higher tier than these other guys. I don't. Kareem Hunt is and what you're there. looking at with Team 12. For sure. Looking at him right after me, he has no quarterback. He has no running back. All wide receivers for him. I am going to go Miles Gaskin, and then I'm probably going to hope that, I mean, Chase Claypool should be there. That's a bit of a reach for me. But again, being at the end of the draft, you have to kind of look ahead and hope right. that you get your guys. Yeah, you have to pick your guys that you like from the tier because they're not most likely going to be available once you get back. So Miles Gaskin is my first pick. And then Kareem Hunt and Dak Prescott go off the board there, kind of evening out his roster. And then so it's right over to me looking again. Chase Claypool is my pick over again. DJ Chark, we broke down in our uh, wide receiver trio episode number one. T Higgins again in that same or in a, the same series of episodes there. Go check it out. And then Brandon Ayuk, again, not a bad wide receiver, just not someone I'm as high on. I don't think the upside is as high, I think, with Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool playing with Ben. I think Ben's going to be fine all year. And then, of course, the Hall of Fame game hype. I, I want to get him before the Hall of Fame game hype hits him, and everyone wants to take him in the second <laughs> round. Tonight. Exactly. So Chase Claypool is yeah. going to be my pick here. He's going to go off tonight. Uh-huh. Absolutely. He's definitely going to be sitting on the sidelines watching the game. A bunch of wide receivers, a huge wide receiver I run, and Mike Davis goes right before you pick. 
You have one wide, one running back on your team. You are here in the sixth round. Yep. What are you thinking? You are you thinking you need a running back right now? I mean, are you going to keep pushing it off? I was thinking Stafford to solidify the second quarterback. And again, in a real super flex league, there's no way that all these quarterbacks are still here in the sixth or seventh round. But as I scroll down sleeper, it's showing Tannehill, Stafford, Hurts, Brady. These guys are still down there. Do you stop at two quarterbacks or do you kind of, are you of the mindset you, you definitely need three quarterbacks on your roster because you still want that spot? What, do, what are your thoughts on roster construction down the line? Because for me, I do like a third. I do like a third quarterback. I don't like a third quarterback over a different position that sure. I still need a starter. I mean, I'm not going to take Sam Darnold or Derek Carr or Cousins, even though I think all three are, are good quarterbacks this year. I'm not going to take one of them over a flex spot that I can't start them in, and yeah, I still need at to my fill team, that spot. I, I kind of regret taking Mahomes because I think Mahomes is going to put up big weeks. But again, you, you still have high floor guys. Like I could have waited around and gotten Josh Allen and then taking and then taken another quarterback like a Justin Herbert the, the next round. Sure, I wouldn't have had CeeDee Lamb, but I could have wide receivers like Allen Robinson and Terry McLaurin, guys that could produce right around the same numbers. So Patrick Mahomes was definitely a luxury pick. I'm interested to see how the rest right. of the draft plays out because this is a 10-round mock that we're doing. I, I'm happy with the upside of my team. But you have neglected the. Oh, do we? We got twelve. Okay. We got twelve. Twelve rounds today. Perfect. So we're we're halfway through it. So I would normally go quarterback here, but given the way the draft has gone, and you you do have to, to kind of read that in your normal drafts too. It's not always going to go like you're projecting it to go. Guys are going to fall. And I've got two picks here. I've already got three receivers, but we start three outside right. of a flex spot and i'm not crazy about melvin gordon or chase edmonds or fournette here i will probably go ronald jones okay, on the so way back as here? an rb2 okay so i'm gonna wait on quarterback i think if stafford does if he's not there that means somebody like brady or Tannehill will be and i'm good with that whole window right there so i'm gonna go ahead and get Another guy I'm crazy about at his value, and that is Robbie Anderson as a fourth receiver. I've done this before in mock drafts on the show. I'm going to do it again. I know I've got two Panthers, but I think that offense is going to surprise a lot of people, and these this is going to be, between McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, I've got over half of a total offense on my team. So you're, you're taking a fourth receiver. Now, we can start two, and we have that super flex spot, so we don't. So you're already taking a guy right here in the sixth round that you can't start. Is no, I can. I can start. Um, so you're if, we're, if we're doing three receivers play? and f super flex, do we have any regular flexes? Nope. Nope. Just okay. Flex. Okay. So yeah, I would have gone quarterback there. But Melvin Gordon and Waddle went off the board, and I didn't like either one. So yeah, I probably would have gone quarterback there and then running back there. Good example to know the layout yep. of the league i would have gone quarterback for running sure. back at this turn but, but i will adapt yeah i mean honestly it's probably yeah i mean you probably should have taken kyler murray this is probably <laughs> probably why 
I will go. I mean, gosh, there's so many. Rodgers, Brady, Burrow, Stafford, Tannehill. They could all go. I'm going to go I ahead mean, and grab one. Remember, you. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers here. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. Right now, we've got one, two, three teams right now without a quarterback. Four teams without a quarterback. Yeah, there's going to be some runs. So, haven't seen another quarterback come off the board yet. Ronald Jones, your guy, came off the board. You know, I don't have a tight end. And we're here in the seventh round. The tight ends remaining don't necessarily excite me. You're talking about Goddard. I mean, Tunyon's still there. He's probably the, the one guy I would get excited about hearing good things about him in camp. I don't get overly excited about camp reports. But, you know, wherever there's... The Eagles in general are just a lot of question marks right now. For sure. I mean, so I'm, I'm kind of, you're kind of looking at, I have my starters locked up essentially, except for front, my third wide receiver and a tight end. But again, if I don't take a running back here, the guys that I would be looking at with my next pick, disgust me. Like, running back's going to fall off. Wide receiver, you're, I mean, as a wide receiver three, you're pretty much looking for upside anyway. I think here I'm going to go with a wide receiver and a running back. You would have loved Rob, Robbie Anderson right here. and Yeah, Robbie Anderson here would have felt good. I mean, a guy like Portland Sutton would have felt good as well. I'm going to probably take as my wide receiver three. Ah, oh, man, LaVisca Chenault staring me in the face. We talked about Will Fuller. Two guys with a lot of upside. I've heard that, you know, the same stuff you've, you've been hearing. Mike Williams is there as well. But LaVisca Chenault sitting here about, you know, in the neighborhood of Brandon Cooks, Debo Samuel. Well, with the makeup of Team 12 right after you, you're going to be able to go both of your two receivers that you want here. Sure. And, Unless you're going tight end or running back. Well, we can kind of look at the ADP because there's a good chance that all the rest of the running backs that I'm going to want are going to be gone in the next two rounds, which is what I'm going to have to wait for. I mean, you're looking at a running back three. So do I want to pad my wide receivers? Do I wait until running back? Because, you know, my next pick, I might be looking at a Damian Harris, possibly a A.J. Dillon. Do I, am I okay waiting and taking Zach Moss as my running back three? You know, it, these are questions you have to ask yourself because, these guys are probably going to be gone. My next pick. Yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, I, I should have gone Ronald Jones instead of Robbie Anderson. Sure. Looking down the board at Antonio Brown, Mike Williams. There's a lot of guys down sure. there that I like that I'm not going to be able to take now because I've already got four. Right. And the running backs I don't like. So, yeah, I'm, that was a mistake. I'm take a, I'll be able to get two guys, though. I'm going to take a running back here. My, for my running back three, though, I'm going to take Raheem Mostert. I like it. Um. That guy's electric. Play. Have you seen him play much? No, I've never, I've never seen him play. <laughs> I should send you a highlight film. It'll uh, absolutely. You have to change your pants after watching his ninety-yard touchdowns. For sure, all three of them, and then he'll. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> he might not play another game, but he'll he'll get a he'll get a ninety-yard touchdown, and break one off. You're gonna um, fall in love. All right, just so like me. Dallas Goddard and James Conner go off the board. So Lavisca Chenault's still sitting there for me. I'm I'm okay with taking him in the eighth round. Will Fuller's there. Boy, I really like these wide receivers. I might 
I mean, looking at these guys, these are going to be my wide receiver three picks. I mean, I, man, I really like these guys. Again, do I, you believe in the Dolphins offense as a whole? I think that with the upgraded weapons, and I'm encouraged by the statistics that I found looking into Tua, I think, I think that could be a dangerous offense. Um, obviously, if you, the reason why I ask that is if you believe in the Dolphins and you believe in Tua, then kind of like what I did with me believing in the Panthers and Sam Darnold, you've got a chance to do that with Gaskin and Will Fuller. And Fuller, I think, is one of the higher upside guys sure. on the board left. If you believe in that offense, then just like my situation with Gaskin and Fuller, you potentially have 50% of an offense every week. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good way to put it. You're looking at, at a combined potential 200 sure. yards a week between I mean, the two guys. Do I... I don't necessarily if I if it were another offense like the Cowboys or someone else, you know, the the Chargers even, like a a proven offense, then maybe then you know, I I would probably be inclined to go probably Mike Williams because Will Fuller, yeah, he did it really well last year, but he had Deshaun Watson. How much of that is having yeah, We don't know what it's going to be no, like. No, we don't. I mean, I don't necessarily know what it's going to be like with LaVisca Chenault. I mean, if we're looking for net floor here, then yeah, you're you've got Brandon Cook sitting here. He's going to be the number one on his team, if that's what you want to call it. No, thank you. I'm I'm more inclined because my other options would be to take a running back. Trey Sermon's there. I could kind of ensure my pick of Raheem Mostert with Trey Sermon. Michael Carter's still sitting there. I think I'm going to wait though. I'm going to go wide receiver. I'm gonna pick LaVisca Chenault in the eighth round. I feel like that's right where he should I like go. It. And you got to put your money where your mouth is, man. You believe in Chenault. I do. I think he has a really good chance to be the number one on that team. And that's what you're looking for from rounds like eight to 11, 12. You're looking for guys who are in kind of ambiguous situations who have the chance. If I didn't take LaVisca Chenault there, I might have even been waiting longer and I could have taken Marvin Jones because, no, the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't going to be a high roller offense, most likely, but they are going to. You know, they're going to be an NFL offense, and Marvin Jones could be the number one on that offense just as much as LaVisca right. Chenault. We are going to have to wait till we see some, some football game to see which one of those plays out. Here you are with your next pick, though, at the end of the eighth round. What are you thinking here? I am. So I'm looking back at the seventh, and I went Aaron Rodgers. My group was Rodgers, Burrow, Brady, Stafford. I would have been good with any of them. And Stafford is still here. Oh, Tannehill too. So there's two guys here that I would have been plenty happy with at the end of the eighth. So in hindsight, it, this is telling me if you're short on a position, particularly running back, as it gets to this point in the draft, there are still a lot of receivers that are going to give you good value. You've got to get a second running back. If you're going to wait till the sixth or seventh, you're, you can't wait any longer than that. You can go and Edmonds a Ronald Jones, a Mostert, a Connor. Those are good values in the seventh round. Here I am at the end of the eighth. The best running back that I have on my rankings, and I believe that he's a potential top 25 guy, is Damian Harris. And I am going to select Harris here and see what team one does. And I'll probably need to go two yeah. running backs here, and then I can decide... If Harris works out, that's great. If not, maybe the other guy I take works out. So I'll go Harris here. 
Sure. Yeah, you kind of put yourself in a position where you definitely had to take a running back just for starting spots purposes. Right. And now you you do. You kind of lose out on some of that wide receiver upside and possibly pushing off tight end until later than you possibly wanted to. Yeah, because there's – I mean, um, when you look at Will Fuller, Hollywood Brown, Bateman, Antonio Brown, those guys could be exactly what I'm going to get from Robbie Anderson. Yeah, they could be. They could be in the same pool, whereas the running backs left, Kenyon Drake, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, David Johnson – I don't see any of those guys in the league of a Mike Davis, Ronald Jones, Chase Edmonds. I think there's a different tier there. Right. So I And I actually do, like I said, I'm fine with Damian Harris as an RB2. Um, I'm even better with him as an RB3. So I should have gone to Ronald Jones and Harris and been more comfortable. But yeah, that's I mean, in the past. So That's, I'm that's why it's good to, to mock them. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You kind of learn as you go. Um, there's a lot of receivers here, like I said, that I like. Will Fuller, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown. Sure. There's no need for me to take a fifth here before a third running back, though. And there's plenty of tight ends I like, too. So I do need to go running back, I feel like. And I'm not big on Zach Moss. But yeah. a lot of people that I trust their advice, including yours, are big on Zach Moss, at least as an RB2-3. I could see him. And as, I think when you, yeah, yeah, when you pair him with Damian Harris, I can just play the matchup that week for that second running back. McCaffrey will give me an extra, you know, he's a one and a half, so he will make up for a little bit. He definitely allows you some flexibility. Yeah, you could you could definitely wait on running back because you don't need to bolster that position yep. when you have a Christian McCaffrey. He, obviously, there's somewhat of a tiny tiny question mark in regards to his health. I mean. It's the nature of the position. Once things start kind of breaking a little bit, you raise questions. But I wouldn't call him injury prone. And when he's healthy, he's he's their offense. Yeah. And he kind of produces like two running backs anyway. So it's solid pick. And how do we feel? There were a team. If I weren't, if I were to not go Zach Moss here, and mm-hmm. scroll even further down, what do you think the Good. difference is in Zach yeah. Moss and Gus Edwards? Um, because I think that they could produce very similar numbers. You know, it's an itch- I don't. Th- I think Zach Moss will get more volume. Mm-hmm. I think he could get. I mean, I see Gus Edwards getting anywhere from 120 to 150 carries, and I think Zach Moss will get probably closer to 180, 200. With that being said, so so two to three more touches. Two to three game. more touches, probably more um running or goal line carries for Zach Moss. Granted, they both have rushing quarterbacks, um, but Zach Moss is most... I think they're very similar players. They are very similar, but Gus Edwards isn't the starter on his team. J.K. Dobbins is going to take yeah. probably a lot of those carries. Gus Edwards is interesting, especially late. You know, you never draft someone if you know to plan on someone getting injured, but if something happens to J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, boom. You know, he's, he's, you know he has tons of upside baked in. Zach Moss is kind of capped a little bit. Um, if something happens to Devin Singletary, you don't really see something, you know, improving for Zach Moss. The guys have had ahead of him, you know, if Josh Allen goes down, Zach Moss isn't all of a sudden a superstar. He's going to be on a struggling offense. So, um, Zach Moss. So that being said, with 
the the short discussion, and this is why it's healthy to do this uh, with somebody else that you trust their opinion. As we talk about Zach Moss, even though you said he has probably 40 to 50 more touches, I think the goal line's similar. Sure. I think the difference in Zach Moss and Gus Edwards is not big enough because Gus will be there on the way back unless you reach down and take him. The, the mock draft itself will not scroll down 40, 40 picks here. I am going to take an upside receiver like Mike Williams here. Wow. It gives me the flexibility to move with a, a receiver that I love in Mike Williams or Robbie Anderson. If one of them goes crazy a week, or maybe this stack of, of Woods and Cup doesn't work like I was mm-hmm. hoping. Maybe I'm limiting myself and it's not a higher ceiling than as I had expected. Sure. Having five of those receivers that people are going to love, they know the names mm-hmm. of, I can go get a Ronald Jones or Mike Davis, somebody that I should have gotten earlier. I can probably flip a Robbie Anderson or Mike Williams for. So I'm going to go ahead with Mike okay. Williams here because he, he's one of my guys. He's one of your guys. He's, he's play, industry-wide. Sure. Is, yeah, everybody loves him right now. So I think I'm fine with Gus compared to Zach Moss. So I'll go with Mike Williams here. It's a solid pick. I, I'm not going to blame you. Running back, run, going right here. Um, I've seen it coming. Zach Moss was off the board right before me. I kind of wanted to take another running back. Um to bolster i mean i've got three on my team i've got three wide receivers i'm kind of looking this is right around the time i'm looking to take a tight end and looking at the guys of you also believe in aj Dillon more than i do and he's still i do like aj Dillon. he reminds me of you know that gus edwards role but not necessarily because aj Dillon, i think can do a little bit more than gus edwards uh we saw him flash in a couple games without aaron jones last year I do need another wide receiver. Do you think if everybody's healthy, do you think that A.J. Dillon has as many touches as Gus Edwards? If everybody's healthy? Yeah, if Dobbins is healthy and Aaron Jones is healthy, A.J. Dillon versus Gus Edwards, in the way that those two teams run their offenses, you still like Dillon over Gus? I do. I think A.J. I, I, because what, so inherently Gus Edwards is going to be in a three-way split because right. you have Lamar Jackson. So, combined, I mean, they're, that team runs it the most in the league, and they're going to run it probably close to 500 times. Um, 200, I would say, for J.K. Dobbins, and then you give the rest of the 300, split it up however you want between Gus Edwards. You know, even if you, even if you give 100 less carries, which I don't think is reasonable to the Green Bay Packers, only, you know, if you only gave half of that um, limited amount to AJ Dillon, he's still rushing more than Gus Edwards. Okay. So, so you're here, not as high on Gus as I am. Look, no, I mean he's got. Upside, I think he's a safe, but RB3. I don't. I'm not crazy, crazy. I think that's higher than most. Most are taking him as a four or five. I I calling him a safe RB. I mean, there's going to be games when he only gets you know ten carries for forty yards, and then. Because he doesn't yep. get a lot of receiving work. AJ Dillon's um, gonna have some 10, 10 carries for forty yard so, games too. Oh, for sure. But I'll take I'll take his volume. I mean, at this stage of the draft, I'm not I'm yeah. not getting a starter. You know, but looking at looking at guys I can get, I mean, sure. I 
looking at teams, it, it's tough. I think I am going to take a running back, though, um, and a wide receiver. You talked me into Antonio Brown. He's kind of at the back of that yep. range. Um, if Fuller was here, would you go Fuller or Antonio? But I would, I'd probably go Fuller. He has yeah, a chance no to doubt. be a one on this team, whereas I think the path to Antonio Brown being the number one on his team with all those stars. Two injuries away. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, everyone is one ligament away. <laughs> not, not the Bucks. Um, Antonio Brown is two not ligaments the away from being the one. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is arguably where he's two ligaments away from being the number one on his team. Yeah. Looking at the tight ends though, because I do have to think about tight ends getting this late in the draft. I mean, I'm probably gonna miss out on, my, you know, like a Tyler Higby or a Robert Tunyon. That's okay for me, though. I'm going to go Antonio Brown with my first pick and see what running back falls to me. Antonio Brown, Michael Pittman, and Gronkowski went. You didn't want either of those guys, so you're good with that. I didn't. I'm okay with that. My running back four do I take, or do I take my first tight end? Neither of these guys are going to start. I think, you know what, changing my thinking here, I, can, I have a chance to shore up one of the starting positions on my yep. team. I'm going to go with Robert Tunyon. I, I've heard nothing but great things in camp, uh, which probably is going to leave your guy, Tyler. Thank Higgy, you, God. You, assuming he doesn't get picked. <laughs> so here goes Robert Tunyon. And guys are coming off Hold the board. Hold my breath. Saw Deshaun Watson. Oh, could it happen? Yes, Thomas is off sir. the board. And there he is, Tyler Higby, falling to the end of the tenth round for you to pick. Are you going to pick him here? You think you're going to wait around the turn see if there's anyone else of value? Who you who are you thinking here? Because I know you said Gus Edwards might be a pick for you. Yeah, well. my brain says Tyler Higby, Gus Edwards here at this turn. Um, but the fun side of me says, why not take a guy who is going to go top twelve at his position? at least one week this year, forcing me to shave both legs in Michael Gallup. <laughs> That's not yeah. going to happen. I'm not taking Michael Gallup just like I'm not going to have to shave both legs. He will not finish inside the top 12, as we yes, said in the are. last episode. Yes, you are. <laughs> it will not happen. You made Barring such injury. a stupid Barring bet. injury, he will not. Although, you know, he didn't need an injury for, for him to, to record a wide receiver one week like if you look you at made, it, I bet one of those guys was hurt. Leg. Anyway, like I did look I at after saying that, with just shaving your leg. Okay, we can we shaving can your leg is going to be mild. We can we can pick it up, but I do think that uh, after making that bet last night that I will do something atrocious. Not that shaving your legs is atrocious. I'm we shouldn't say that. How to make wine in the toilet? Oh my god! I did look today when I got up and I went downstairs. I said. Let me look at the top 12s each week and see if there's some weird names in there. And yeah. there sure are. Yeah. Cole Beasley there finished sure as are. the number one in right? the middle of the season. It wasn't like a, a fluky first week or last week when the guys weren't playing or, or not healthy yet. Anyway, back to the draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be uh, good. I'm going to be on high alert every week now for that top 12 watch. But I am going to go Tyler Higby here. He is one of my favorite guys this year. Talked about him in the first episode of it. Losing Sucks. Tyler Higby, welcome to the locker room, as we like to say here. A.J. Dillon goes off the board, and Michael Gallup, right after you pick 
Yuck. Horrible pick Team there, Team One. <laughs> believes in the wide receiver one upside of Michael Gallup. I will say, you're at the, the end of your drafts, you know, the double-digit rounds. You're, you are picking for upside. There's, I don't fault people for picking Michael Gallup because high-powered high offense, and whether I think in that way or not, other people are going to think in terms of, well, if C.D. Lamb or if Amari Cooper gets hurt, I have this super valuable piece, and you do. But I don't draft based on someone getting injured because just as well as C.D. Lamb could get injured, Michael Gallup could get injured. You know, an, a, an infinite amount of crazy things can happen. So I don't, I don't draft with that in mind. You, I always draft in the thoughts of like perfect health until I get to the end of the draft. And then you, you do. It's okay to think, okay, maybe, you know, maybe if something happens, this guy could win me that league. Now is okay because you're just drafting. Yeah. I'm going to go with the original plan here. Get my fourth running back. Oh, my third running back. Uh, I actually did. I did say a few minutes ago that Gus Gus, Edwards was, I think, an RB3 this year. So I will go with Gus and play the matchup or wait for something to happen if it happens to Dobbins. And I will go with Gus Edwards as my 11th round pick here i do have a question for you when we get to your 11 11 oh well some of the sleeper guys that i was trying to get in this round just went off the board oh back to back bears back to back bears both of them guys i was considering in this round justin fields and uh, darnell mooney um so this is let me ask you this question yeah go ahead throw it out there as this is your last turn you asked a, a great strategy question at the beginning of the draft before we started, do you go a third quarterback here? And we said, I, not if you're trying to fill a starting spot. Mm-hmm. Now that they're all full, mm-hmm. do you think it gives you an advantage here to get a quarterback? And if yes, at this turn, yep. are you strategy-wise, are you looking for a stack if possible, like a Ben Roethlisberger to Claypool on the one week that you're going to put Ben Roethlisberger in for Mahomes or Allen's buy, is that are you, because he's not going to play for you most weeks with Allen and Mahomes? Is that an upside, or do you just get the best quarterback regardless of the, who else is on your team? Is there are there little things like that that help you make your your call here for your third guy? So my thought process here. So the way that I did my draft, I drafted the two quarterbacks early in the second and third round, so I wouldn't have to really worry about a quarterback. Um, yeah. You know, thinking about it, like the quarterbacks available, Trey Lance is still there. If you believe in in his upside, I that he's not someone I would necessarily pick here because you brought up the interesting thought of a stack. If I spent too early picks on Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I'm not replacing them in my lineup the rest of the season. They are set it, forget it in that right. position. Um, you know, there's guys like Kirk Cousins, um, you know, Daniel Jones, um. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kirk Cousins, obviously always consistent, puts you in that position to be a mid-tier quarterback two, quarterback one each week, depending on the matchup. Those are guys that you can look for if if you your two quarterbacks are a Tom Brady and a Baker Mayfield or a Matt Stafford and a Joe Burrow or something like that, something where you just want that consistency so you can kind of play around. You brought up Ben Roethlisberger, and that is a quarterback I was thinking about because on any given week, you know, Big Ben can still put up some numbers. That stack is interesting, especially on a week where, you know, Patrick Mahomes 
isn't playing or Josh Allen isn't playing, yeah, I don't pick, pick yet. Don't pick yet. Don't okay. don't pick Ben yet because while you were talking, and I agree with what you're saying, I looked up another thing okay. that I think is a good tip is if you're going to go third quarterback for this reason, yep, to play on a bye week for an Allen or Mahomes, right? They sure as hell should not have the same bye week as the quarterback you're wanting to replace them with. This Regardless is of stack, I didn't Ben Roethlisberger and Josh Allen both being on bye week seven is not going to help you, so don't do that. Okay, that is a that is a good pick. That's a good point. Don't forget, don't forget to look at bye weeks if you're talking backup so I quarterback, can't, I just can't in a, a one quarterback league or sure. your third quarterback in a two quarterback league. I can't take Kirk Cousins then because he also shares a bye week. Um. I need to look at my roster then, and uh, Patrick Mahomes has a bye week of week 12. 12. That's a good point because, man, I, would, I sure, I sure would have taken got stuck Ben Roethlisberger. I'm like, well, covers me for one week. Right. So Then you're screwed. Right. So I think here I will go, if I'm taking my second quarterback, I might just play around. And this get, is your third. Uh, yeah, third my quarterback. third quarterback. Third quarterback. I. I, I think I might take Daniel Jones um, just as a one-week flyer. gives me that rushing upside. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I could do worse than Daniel Jones. Um, but I think I could also wait around and grab him. Um, I, want a, I want a wide receiver here. So, um, looking for upside, looking, scrolling down my board. I mentioned I don't necessarily want a, a stack of Marvin Jones, Harris, or, uh, Marvin Jones and uh, – LaVisca Chenault, I'm looking down, seeing who could possibly be an option for my fourth, fifth wide receiver, I think. I'm not really seeing a bunch of upside, man. It, it looks rough. Um, How do again, you feel about the upside of... Uh, I like Jalen Rager, but I also... I've been seeing on Twitter, and I, this is somebody that I told myself at the end of last year. Sure. Don't forget about this guy. He is going to be, barring a big trade a number one on his team again, even though it wasn't a thousand yard, 10 touchdown guy, he's still a number one. And in the 11th or 12th round, any team's number one is an upside play in sure. Jacoby Myers. Is he the number one there though? Because they brought in Nelson Aguilar who had a big season with the Raiders. Um, I feel like he's the one. And it's kind but of again, ambiguous. even though he's the one, if you're, if you're talking Cam Newton throwing, it doesn't really matter. No. Um. So who who do you like here? Can I say no one? Um. I mean, we're here in the we're <laughs> the draft in, is over. <laughs> where the draft is over. Um. Go home. Looking at the running backs as well, I'm not crazy. Obviously, we're kind of in the dog days of the draft where you, there's not a ton of value. I mean, we're looking at the running backs. You have to go down pretty far to find really anyone of value. I mean, Jamal Williams is there. You know, do you believe in his? Upside with DeAndre Swift being there, um, JD McKissick, you know if if he's gonna have the same passing work that he had last year, Philip Lindsay, I would rather eat my fist. Um, what about one of the high upside, uh, super hyped up tight ends? If Tunyon doesn't work like he wanted to, or if this guy blows up, now you've got piece a piece sure. like to move around, whether it's Komet or Troutman. You know that's not a bad bad play because at this point and you can get a bear. Sure. Um, I don't think I would do that. I think, um, I mean, you've got guys like Evan Ingram, disgusting a little bit. But Adam Troutman, who's a guy who's got a bunch of upside, 
Um, could be the number one target on that team. I might take him here. Um, because Robert Tunyon is going to be a high performing tight end, I still believe, but he's not a locked and loaded guy like a Waller, Kittle, or Kelsey. So you are kind of halfway playing the matchup game because right. a touchdown for Troutman probably increases his odds of outperforming Tunyon a lot in a week because touchdown, mm-hmm. you know, tight ends are so touchdown dependent. So I think I might go. He, he probably will have more catches than Robert Tunyon. I got to tell you, if Darnell Mooney would have fell here, I would have taken him. Um, For sure. But, I mean, I don't like any one of these wide receivers more than, like, I've got Devontae Parker here. I, I don't, I'm not in love with Devontae Parker. He had really hit a lot of trouble separating last year. And on the off chance that Tua does struggle, I don't think that, Devontae Parker is going to be his number one option as he has been for the quarterback in Miami for the last couple of years. I think bringing in Will Fuller, Jalen Waddell, I think those guys are going to be guys you'll look at. So yeah. I think here I'm going to take quarterback first and see who falls. Um, so Daniel Jones will be my pick. And Trey Lance and Michael Hardman come off the board. Still leaves me with the same, roughly the same options. I don't really like these running backs. My Another running back four. I think I could rather stream. Um, and at this point, I might just go tight end as well. Um, I think I am going to go Troutman with Thomas out. This, he has a probably an uptick in targets and importance in that offense. It's an interesting guy to look at because the guys above him, I think I keep them all in the same tier. Zach Ertz is surprisingly still on the Eagles. So Troutman will be my Somehow. last pick. I like it. That's a big upside chance there. At that point, I mean, I'm not really missing out if he doesn't hit these other guys. Yeah. I mean, I could have taken an Amon Ross and Brown if I felt like I wanted to try to have a number one on someone's team. Um, betting on a rookie, kind of a coin flip. But here you are at the end of the 12th round. What are you thinking? What's going through your mind? Are you looking at quarterback? Walk us through your process. I have got three running backs with Christian McCaffrey, Damian Harris, and Gus Edwards. I am not thinking receiver here. I'm set with Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson, and Mike Williams as my five. Very happy with that crew. I'm happy with Higby. Um, As we said on previous episodes, Higby for me is a top five or six candidate. So if I am going to say that and believe it, then I don't need to draft a backup tight end um, and here in the 12th. Maybe in the 13th or 14th, if we kept going like normal, I would. Uh, for sure, grab a Cole Komet here at the turn on the, in the 13th round. But given the running backs and them only, I only have three, the tough choice for me is a split carry running back that I'm not going to be excited about over Harris or Edwards, such as Jamal Williams, McKissick, Philip Lindsay, Latavius, Tevin Coleman, all of I like I like Coleman out of that group probably. But with a rookie quarterback and a Jets team that is not just going to fix itself overnight. Um I think the right pick for my team is a little bit of safety here. And I've never drafted this guy. I don't know enough about him yet. But if you're going to go McCaffrey, it's not a bad idea, given what we saw last year, just in case, to back him up with Hubbard. 
I like to. Um, yeah, I have not. I don't know enough about them, but I feel like I have so much invested in McCaffrey being healthy. My my whole team rides on that because I didn't back him up with a couple of, or maybe three or four solid running backs. Damian Harris and Gus Edwards. If if McCaffrey were to go down, I'm out of luck. I'm in trouble. Yeah, you know. So Hubbard is, at least helps cover me there. So this is a this is a scenario for a lot of drafting. You draft your guy, and then you wonder, do I have to handcuff? CMC isn't necessarily a guy I think you have to handcuff. Although we did see yeah. Mike Davis perform, so it kind of it kind of makes you wonder if CMC does go down. Knock on wood. Are they going to just plug in the next guy, a guy that they spent uh, a mid round pick on, right, and, and put him into that that role? Because at that point, Chuba Hubbard becomes valuable for you. He makes sense for you. Um, just my team, right? Yeah, just your and team. So that's the question I ask myself: Is I love the team that I have right now, other than some RB depth. McCaffrey covers up that art that lack of RB depth because of what right. he gives you. Right. If he were to get hurt, am I sleeping better at night knowing, oh, I've got Philip Lindsay to step in? No. Or I've got McCaffrey's backup if something happens. He takes on that Mike Davis role. Yes, he's a rookie, but the kid can play. He dominated in college. And I feel like knowing that I'm safe, barring injury to my best player is a good feeling. So I'm going to go Chubbard here in the 12th. And I would probably, if it was a 13th, 14th, 15th, however many more rounds we would have done, I would have gotten a third quarterback really late and a second tight end probably at this turn here. So I will go Hubbard. And the draft finishes with Janu. That was was a, a a good practice. I can yeah. tell you looking. We at learned my, a lot there. I can tell you looking at my team, I probably wouldn't have stacked quarterbacks that early. I don't necessarily know how much of a positional advantage it would have given me had I waited and taken instead of a Patrick Mahomes, taken a, you know, I could have waited a couple rounds and got Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert. I could have paired Justin Herbert with Dak Prescott in the middle rounds, and honestly, yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Produced. It would have let you pair Eckler with an Aaron Jones, Mixon, or Dobbins, or Gibson. Yeah. So I think I gave up a, probably too much value because my running back sitting there with Austin Eckler, Miles Gaskin, I probably could have gotten Gaskin. I mean, yeah, I, I probably could have had a better running back core, had this an even better wide receiver core possibly. I mean, guys I'm starting more of. I'm only starting two quarterbacks, but again, the different. What is the real difference between the upside of a Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, even you know uh, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers fell quite a bit. Those guys could have just as good a season. And I spent two premium picks in the second and third round. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I agree. I don't know that Rodgers is four rounds worse than Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I agree. So I think taking taking you know a Najee taking a. A Miles Sanders, never mind why that DeAndre Swift or Clyde Edwards or that, um, and then in you know in the third round at the end of the third round I still could have gotten you know a Montgomery, uh, you know a Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, someone that I I wanted as well and still could have gotten upside at quarterback. So I think I would have waited. I now see why they waited so long on quarterback. 
Um, it's a learning experience. But it's weird because we've done a couple of super flex right. leagues, actual drafts, not mocks, and quarterbacks went early. Is it just human nature yeah. to say, I will not get caught without yeah. them? Whereas the computer's saying, you never know. There's plenty. Don't worry. They don't have the feelings gonna, and the fear you're gonna, of, you're gonna I'm not going to get my guys. Where that's so much of the fun. I say fun because, I mean, we're all just playing a fake game uh, based on, on, a, on a football game that is based on hopefully guys stay healthy. You know, it's all madness. It's all chaos. It's all fun. And, you know, when you get in the draft, you might have three or four people who do not research at all. And, like, you know what? I know who Patrick Mahomes is. I'm going to take him. They still think Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league. Maybe they're a Seattle Seahawks fan, and they just want to take him in the second round. Wild things are going to happen in these drafts, and you've got to be able to move, adjust. And, like, me taking Patrick Mahomes, that's not something I've ever done. Um, so, if anything, remember to mock draft, practice, because this now tells me I'm, not, I'm probably not going quarterback that early, at least not stacking quarterback that early and taking yeah. my second and third round picks with them. So that's, this is a good... You can still be happy waiting. Right, this is, this is going to be... Like, for example, look at, look at Team 8. Um, and the listeners can't see this. Maybe we can put a screenshot on our Twitter. Sure. But that's the team that waited the absolute latest to get their first quarterback. Yeah, they've got Baker. And, and they waited and got Baker in the 10th and Matt Ryan in the 11th, who both could be plenty serviceable. And what sure. it did was allow them to get Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones... And then they took Jacobs, some would say David Montgomery there, or Carson, yeah, or Swift. If you get Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and DeAndre Swift, and then you can still get a Baker Mayfield and Ryan in the 10th and 11th to go with Cooper, Galladay, and Debo. I mean, they, they had a good draft because it worked out waiting on quarterback. But you're going to get a lot of weeks from Mayfield and Ryan that are going to kill your team, whereas Mahomes and Allen, Kyler Murray and Rodgers, that's – the premium that you get with them is they're not going to kill right. you. Yeah. Pe- uh, quarterback probably won't be the reason I lose. No, absolutely so that being not. Said, I, I'm, I'm happy with the team. I feel like I could have done it better. Again, mock draft all the time, all day, every day. Just, just get the reps in. Yep. I mean, that, that's going to be a mantra. Patrick Mahomes is going to be leading my team. So why don't we go ahead, give a quick rundown, and then uh, – we got some uh, we got some Hall of Fame game to watch tonight. Can't wait to to hear. Oh, yeah, we're ten minutes out, baby. It, yeah, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, probably releasing this sometime, you know, the week after. Sometime after, but hopefully, uh, the Hall of Fame game lived up to everyone's expectations and just kind of blew everyone's mind. Keep an eye go on Lamb. <laughs> go ahead and run down run down your list real quick. What what does your team look like? All right, my quarterbacks, being that it is a super flex league, I can start both Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers every week. My two running backs starting will be Christian McCaffrey and Damian Harris. And the running back security is going to be Gus Edwards and Hubbard. And then receiver is where I feel like I'm the deepest. Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson, and Mike Williams. And then one of my favorite guys, uh, my guy, is Tyler Higby at tight end. I like it. I like it. Of course, I've got Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Miles Gaskin, my starting running back, C.D. Lamb, Chase Claypool, and LaVisca as my starting 
wide receivers, Robert Tunyon, and then Josh Allen in my super flex spot. My bench, Raheem Mostert with some upside play there. Antonio Brown, uh, always stable, and I'm interested to see what he does as the other piece in that offense. Daniel Jones on that bye week upside play, and of course Adam Troutman, tight end upside, and a, kind of a, a player matchups. Hall of Fame game, man. We'll get to it. Um, again, crack one open. Crack Enjoy one it. open. Football, man. We we made it. What are we going with tonight? What are you drinking tonight? I'm going with a Revolver Blood and Honey up here in Dallas. Okay. Brewed in DFW area. All right. Shout out Revolver. All right. I've got a uh, I've got a nice vanilla porter that I'm going to be drinking tonight. Oh, smooth. Yeah, it's going to be real smooth, real sweet. With that being said, man, that's been another episode of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. Good game.